This is Rocky Snyder. At the tone, leave your name and message and I'll get back to you. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. <coughs> to another episode of the Rockfit Files. I'm Rocky Snyder and with me, you know, we've been talking to a lot of guests from all over the globe, whether it be in Toronto or in the U- U- UK or the United States, Ireland, uh, Kuwait even, and of course, Melbourne, Australia, several, several of my guests in the last few weeks there. And well, I'm going to break away. We're going to go to Asia. We're going to go to Hong Kong, in fact. And you may not have realized it, but Anatomy in Motion has a foothold in Hong Kong. And that's because Jack Lee has been doing a lot of Anatomy in Motion work as well as some other stuff right in the heart of Hong Kong. So, hey, Jack, thanks for being on. Thank you very much, Jackie. Thank you very much, Rocky. (laughs) I'm Jack. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) I answer by many names, just ask my wife, but we can't say most of them on the air right now. So let, let's just get to the chase. How, when did you get into anatomy and motion? Where did you have to travel? Because I know courses are not offered in Hong Kong. So what made you get on an airplane and travel for numerous hours to wherever you landed? Mm, uh, because I have studied uh, neurokinetic therapy. And then in one day in the neurokinetic therapy forum, um, Jackie mentioned that uh, there is a treatment philosophy called AIM, and she would like to refer one client to an AIM practitioner in Hong Kong. And I seen that post, and I checked that there is no AIM practitioner in Hong Kong. So after that, I just go on to check what is anatomy in motion. And then I see Gary uh, checking foot pressure mapping and then all the way up to the head, he is able to uh, offer a full body map of how the joint move. And actually that is uh, quite a, a, a uh, it really interested me because I am a physio and I do gait analysis, but unlike him, I just do 2D gait analysis. All I know is Chandler gait, uh, uh, something very, uh, a very common, uh, pathology, but not in the way that he tried to uh, divide every body part into very small details. So after that, I found that it is a chance that I might be the first one who study anatomy motion in Hong Kong. And I would like to see uh, the how the whole system works. So I plan to go to uh, uh, Holland to attend his class. Gotcha. All right. And so prior to that, uh, in America, a physical therapist in Hong Kong and, and everywhere outside of the U.S. called physiotherapy. So you have been formally educated as a physiotherapist and then started yes. to collect tools, so to speak, for your toolbox, NKT, neurokinetic therapy one, and then you started adding anatomy and motion to that. And where yes. does that anatomy and motion, where, where do you situate it or position it in your overall practice today? Is it something you pull out occasionally? Is it something that is a governing force or a compass? 
how is it integrated into your practice? Um, it is with me all the time. It is with me all the time. I use it actually every section uh, in my assessment every day. So before I see my client, I already send them a sheet of self-assessment that actually incorporates some of the aim movement, how we assess perfect hike or perfect drop, how we assess rotation from 12 o'clock to 9 o'clock and 3 o'clock to justify any discrepancy in thoracic rotation already. So in that sense, before I see them, our client is already able to correlate their previous injury, then they know more about their body. They already know more about their body because no one else here tell them how to assess uh, each body part in, in, in a, a very detailed manner. So we offer them that opportunity. And they, they start to know that when there is a limitation, their previous injury or the, the way they use their body, how they sit, how they do their work, how they do their hobby, will have an effect on their body. And then we start to ask them what is missing, what exactly is missing and result into your discomfort. So um, it is actually, it is a backbone of my assessment. No matter how I use uh, neurokinetic therapy, no matter how I use PDDR, no, no matter how I incorporate movement, I believe that two major components, breathing and whether your bone move in opposition during gait will offer great relief to any kind of musculoskeletal problem. Breathing and oppositional motion with bones, those are the, the two fundamental kind of concepts that you reinforce. So, which is, is actually mirrored one another because when you watch a bone move in opposition, you could in fact kind of consider it breathing in a way, just like when muscles lengthen and shorten in somewhat of an accordion-like fashion, there is this breathing action. In fact, I don't know if you recall some, maybe a few years back, Chris had posted a time-lapse video of the earth going through the seasons of the year and watching the polar ice cap expand and then constrict through the seasons. And it really looked like the earth itself was breathing. It's, it's this universal motion, isn't it? So why shouldn't it be at the, at the, the forefront and the foundation of everything you've been doing? And I am, imagine that carries quite well into other approaches like NKT and uh, you, you also incorporate PDTR, correct? Yes, yes, I also use PDTR. I'm wondering this, is that your education in mm. Hong Kong as a physiotherapist, how do you think that differs from, I would say, Western, the Western world, the United States, where physical therapy for many, many years was one of uh, compartmentalization and symptom-based approach and open chain movement much more than closed chain motion. Is it similar to that? Or is there more of an integrated kind of education with physiotherapists in, in the Hong Kong area? Um, I must say, um, because I, uh, frankly speaking, I didn't investigate into the Western curriculum of how they do things. Um, but for me, I, I am consistently looking for additional treatment 
they can solve my client's problem. So um, for me, I, I would say, because I originally practice in inpatient service only. I work in the hospital. I work in uh, in a, 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 a in, in outreach service that I will do home visit. I don't think, actually, I don't believe that I will open a clinic. Yes, really? because I, I don't, I don't do it. I don't, out, I don't do any kind of outpatient service. I don't use any machinery because I, I, I literally will say I am not good at that. I, I, for, for, let's say for someone with tennis elbow, when I was practicing in the hospital, some people have a very good response with uh, uh, ultrasound therapy. Some people have a very good response to stretching. Some people have a very good response with uh, IFT, interferential therapy. But one thing's always fascinated me is what is the interaction of that common extensor with the rest of the body? That is what interested me. I always want to look for an answer for that. And in um, that field, where was that a question among your colleagues or, as well? Or were they satisfied with those different approaches you just listed? Were you, in, were you, uh, were you unique in that way where you were curious to see how that elbow was negotiating or creating a strategy with other areas of the body? Uh, I am not the only one. There are a lot of us want to know about that. And that's the reason why I know NKT. Actually, uh, for me, I am a very stubborn person. I, I, I am not convinced by any kind of therapy until I see it. I have a very good uh, friend of mine, Danny Kemp, uh, my partner uh, who co-owned this clinic. He, he, he is the one keep on phoning me when he learned NKT. He is the one. Uh, he keep on asking me to attend his clinic and then he demonstrate his clinical logic to me. One time, two times, three times. Uh, after numerous attempts, I was convinced. So I started to learn neurokinetic therapy. Um, because I, I have been doing inpatient service for such a long time, I must say, after I graduate, I have been working in, in, in neuro rehabilitation uh, uh, setting. I didn't lay a hand on musculoskeletal for a long, long time. So I must say I lost all the hand feel. I lost all the hand feel to feel how bone move. I lose the, the, the accuracy of seeing compensation. I need to learn all of them again. But after I was exposed to this new group of practice, I suddenly realized that we have a way to investigate uh, um, compensation, I must say, because not all compensation is dysfunctional. It is always, it always want to help the people to function, to do whatever they want. And then, uh, but, but sometimes uh, a muscle get overloaded, joint get overloaded, anything get overloaded and result into pain. And then um, after I learned that we are able to uh, assess muscle interaction with a very uh, scientific manner and, and it is easily presentable to the client, I want to know more. I know there must be something more about that. 
I doesn't know about anything like applied kinesiology before. And then after I get exposed to that community, I meet a lot of other physio who are very eager to, to learn a lot of stuff. And that is how the journey begins. And then after that, I just learn more and more and more and more. Um, after I learned anatomy in motion, I spend three months every day texting Gary, texting Gary, texting Gary. And, and I do think that I am the internet stalker who keep on stalking him. And I want to know more. How come Chris can see everything? How come Chris can just sit there? Can you see that AD doctor isn't lengthening Jack? I can't see anything. I can't see shit. And I, I just wonder how come he is able to, if he is able to do that, if Gary is able to do that, there must be a way that I can do it, right? So he tells us the story that Rocky has mobilized a thousand pair of feet. So I, I want to investigate you before I know you. I want, to, I want to know more about that. What is that? How come you have so many case study in the AIM forum? How come Maji has so many case study there? How come you guys can document everything? While I am still the same, I can't see anything. I can't do it. There must be a way. <laughs> so I, 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 I decided I, I need to leave my comfort zone. So I joined in this clinic um, and, and my classmate offered me the chance and I, I just sit there because I am the only three physio in Hong Kong who learn AIM, me. William and another physio called Vicky, if I remember correctly. Mm. I just sit here and keep on doing supination. But I know that we, we, we all, the first step is to lengthen the muscle, right? We need to do pronation or else Gary will be mad. But my, <laughs> way is to, but my way is to do supination because I, I keep on doing supination for four months in the clinic for every client who has foot problems. And then uh, uh, some client becomes better. Some client doesn't change, but no one gets worse. <laughs> this, this is the most important thing, no one gets worse. And then after, after that, I would like to, uh, and then for those who doesn't improve, there must be some problem, uh, 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 which we have blockages, right? So, and, and, that, and that give me another question mark, what is missing in my thought process? Uh, is it is it I'm is is this that um is that I miss pronation? So I start to incorporate more. I just want to check uh, the relationship between the femur and the foot until I fix all these relationships. And then after that, after that, after that, after a long, long time, I started to see pattern. And then I am able to incorporate my manual muscle testing with NKT and anatomy in motion. And I start to find out spot to TL, spot to mobilize that will have a cascade of joint interaction that result into improve of rotation that can be visualized with the client. And until, until I reach that point, I must say I spent nearly eight months for that whole process. And, and then because in this clinic currently we have Four physio, four physio, Danny, me, and another two, Chiu and Justin. And, and then we, we all spend time 
just focusing on doing movement-based uh, 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 treatment. And we bombard our thinking by solving, by solving out the problem that we are unable to tackle. So for my, I, I always, I will always have kinecological thought, right? But that's the, 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 the important part that drives me forward, that make me hungry for more. So, um, yeah, so that is my journey of, of, of trying to incorporate everything. So I must say, I learned uh, the flow motion model. But at this point, I'm still digesting the flow motion model until it becomes a part of me. There is still a lot of bug, there is still a lot of hole in my clinical reasoning that I would like to complete. So that is the reason why I keep on studying. Um, now I am very um, uh, frustrated because we are unable to fly over the world, right? Yes. I still have a lot of course that I want to study. I, I, I still have yet to study in the media of PDDL. I still have yet to go on to further my study in uh, DNS, the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization stuff. Mm -hmm. I still have yet to know more about breathing from PRI. So I, I want to know more. I really want to know more. <laughs> so, um, and, and actually, your case study, you guys case study in AIM forum, you guys, uh, the other practitioners case study in other forum, they, they give me nutrients for my improvement. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. I, you mentioned Chris, and uh, for a listening audience that isn't familiar with the names that we're speaking of, Gary Ward being the creator of the flow motion model and the, the course creator of the anatomy and motion. His, his colleague, his partner in crime, so to speak, is Chris Shridharan, and he is kind of like a, a Jedi Knight, I swear. He just, he looks at the body in a, in a slightly different way than Gary perhaps, uh, but, but they complement each other so well. And he kind of squints his eyes and turns his head at just the right angle and says, well, can you, can you see how that is and so on. And like yourself for, for so long, I struggled to see what he was seeing I, until I must say uh, this last year. And I think it was because of the shelter in place that I cannot actually put my hands on a person's feet or pelvis, but I have to do it over the screen. And therefore I have to visually observe and the skills that I have acquired in just this last year of doing this has really surprised me in so many ways that I, I see differently. And, and, and I can't put it quite into specific words, but you get to just see the body as a different way of it moving and where is it slow and where is it quick, if I could say it that way. So are you on that path too? Have you hit these, these moments in time or milestones where you begin to actually see what it is that others see? Yes, um, uh, it is a very, very harsh journey because the point is, um, um, let me think how to say that. I think the answer is opposition, opposition. When we see things, um, 
the body is trying to strike a balance in every condition so that it can function uh it, it can function well right it is the balance it try to strike then make it function really really well and then when what we are actually going is to disrupt that balance and offer it a new balance that is better than the previous one mm -hmm. and that new balance should be energy con conservative it consumes less energy than before that the body will use it right yes. and i guess that's the reason why our client will always say that my feet feel lighter i feel i have more strength after the movement corrective and that is why i i um i always do postural analysis but i always don't believe what i find in postural analysis because after i do functional assessment things might not turn out as i believe and then when i saw that people let's say let's uh, offer a a a a a a, a lively uh, example on that when people have a right hip hike side flex towards right and rotate towards right we expected that it is already right rotated and he should have limited right rotational range right this is what i expected and then it turns out that his left rotation is far restricted than the right and then i started to question what exactly is happening yes and then um, what i learned in aim community is you start from one joint whatever joint you can start from and then we check what isn't what 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 is missing what isn't following the rules of opposition right one by one and then um because we focus so much on bone so much on bone i always feel the urge to have more knowledge on soft tissue problem because in nkt i learned that one scar can actually screw thing up and very often it is this factor it is this scar it is all this soft tissue restriction that make the bone doesn't follow opposition we all know that the rules of uh joint act muscle react i always say so but the point is it is it only obey this rule when there is no soft tissue injury or then there is not uh, no no extra traumatic assault to that portion before we can utilize all these knowledge. so i think it is the the bloody lesson that i i learned through my practices practices and and then make aim even more precise when i know that because it should have limitation to his right rotation and then that will offer me a very 
clear picture to explain to my client that I do the scar release or the movement corrective, then you will have a more range on left rotation, then you're right. And then you should be able to feel the right restriction. After, after that, you should be able to feel the right restriction, right? So I can tell them the next progress. I can see the future. And I can tell my client that everything is under control and that gives them great faith in me, in aim practitioner. This is all, um, uh, this is what I I I experienced uh, uh, in the past, and I think yeah, and then um I, I think there will be much more, much more, much more to 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 incorporate to incorporate. So I must say, it is actually a lifelong learning journey to document everything, every day. So literally every day we will discover something new. And the the culture in Hong Kong, are they very open? to the, the concepts, or is it something that is uh, outside of the normal approach that a physio would take so that there needs to be kind of guidance through education and they need to understand the relevance or the importance of this in getting them to a place that is pain-free and, and less restricted and, and for lack of a better word, happier. Do you find that people just are, okay, I understand that, or is it just completely uh, a new way of, of understanding? Um, for me, I, I think that it really depends on the person we meet. It really depends on their personality. So like, um, uh, uh, let's speak about client first. Uh, some clients are, are, are not willing are not willing to try to even try to feel how their body moves. Mm. So that is not my ideal client. And I must accept that because not people are willing to, to know what I am interested in. So that is how we, how I do the uh, uh, marketing. I will write case study. I will share knowledge. I will ask whether you feel this problem and you might feel all these things. For, the, for those who are willing to feel, who are having a good body sense, they are likely, they would likely like my approach of doing movement therapy because I guide them through the process, just like what Gary did, what Chris did, what you did, right? And then, and then after we do, we write all this article, then the people are more open to know more. Then they will have the, the progress of getting to know me. They want to know more about me so that they will try to search on YouTube. They will search on Facebook. They would like to see live video of Jack talking about movement. And then they will have two paths. They might want to attend one of my workshops. So I, uh, that is the reason why I offer a workshop. I guide them through their movement as a taste of that. And then uh, they might make an appointment uh, immediately to see me because they want to uh, know what I did and, and to show them how and to guide them to feel whether their body is functioning properly. It is a continuous education that uh, uh, we teach people to 
take care of their body so that they have they can have two choices. The first choice is if they have plenty of time to take care of their own, they will have a baseline to see their body is functioning well, just like what we do in rotational rotation. So if their rotation is symmetrical, you are good, right? But if they are a, having a very busy life, they don't have time to take care of body. Once they notice that I already lack one hour of rotation on my left, they will instantly notice that it is a decrease of 33.3333% on my left rotation. And that will disrupt the whole body's balance. And then they have two choices. They need to dim down their workload or they need to see Jack. This is what I am trying to change people's mind so that they will become one of my ideal clients. So this is the client portion. When it comes to uh, uh, physio fellow, um, I must say in, in the NKT community, we already see those who are interested in the same philosophy. They, we already gather together. So actually, in Hong Kong, for those who are incorporate movement therapy, these physio will gather together and they will know each other. So, um, uh, 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 and this group of uh, 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 physio, just like me, and they will keep on scavenging every movement related uh, technique or therapy. And then they will, they will be able to form formulate their own clinical logic in, in, in some way that I, I must say I benefit a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So in my clinic, we have some physio who come to, who, 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 who just rent our place to do treatment. And then it, it is this guy who teach me a lot. I remember one time a, 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 a friend of mine called Cliff, he's another physio who really good at acupuncture. So one day when I was treating a client uh, doing a overhead squat, I, I used the PDD out and that increased his uh, uh, squatting quality uh, uh, just a little bit, I must say, around 20%. And then when Cliff saw that, he just, he just kicked on my ankle and tell me to check my client's pelvis because he doesn't want to uh, 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 disrupt my trust between my clients, he just kicked me in the ankle, check, check this pelvis, but I see nothing. And then I just introduced him to treat my client. And what he did is actually fascinating. The client is able to do full squat after his physical cue, 10 physical cue, I remember. He guided through the head, the thorax, the pelvis, each step, and then the client is able to do full squat. And then I instantly just refer that case for him. So, he's, <laughs> so you are the person who is responsible for these cases. And my colleague, my uh, sport therapist colleague, my coaches are all watching. And I do believe that that is the culture that makes us improve, that makes us improve. I just want to make sure that when I see another client who has the problem of doing deep squat, I can be the one who is able to tackle that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. Very <laughs> so we good. You, you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned these workshops and I, 
before we got together here and as I was kind of just investigating your work through your websites, the videos you have were so heartwarming because you have all of these people spread out through your movement studio and they're exploring all of these phases of the gait cycle, all of these cog-like actions. And some of them were just children. It looked like you were just having kids in there. And so could you expand a little bit more on the types of workshops that you offer? What is that like? Um, actually, I offer a variety of workshops in my places. One of the workshops that I was, that I am well famous for is the foot arch correction <laughs> workshop. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, because um, we liter literally just repeat what Gary and Chris teach us. I always, I always remember the first day that I arrived in Amsterdam, and then he guided me through that process of knowing more of my own body. I always believe that we are the one who responsible to take care of our body. So all of my workshop actually is a experience of movement to see what exactly is missing. <laughs> so the video you, uh, you, you watched it is actually I collaborate with a fa very famous Latin dancer in Hong Kong uh, called Cedric. And I am very happy that he, he find my Facebook and then he invited me to go to his place to organize a foot arch correction workshop for all his dancers and all his students. So that is why we have a lot of youngsters and kids doing all this movement with their parents. Ah. And, then in, and then in that workshop, um, because um, we... Um, I'm trying to incorporate everything. I tell them that, I just tell them that if your feet is pronated, likely your glute is being lengthened and you won't be able to use that glute for propulsion during gait cycle. And people need to see likely proof. So I just team up with all my spot therapists, all my coaches. And then from what we assess, uh, a ponytail feet, and then we will check their core, and then they, we will check their their glute. They will check uh, various uh, muscle, and then they can document that all this muscle strength. And then after we do, remember what I'm good for the supination watching. After what we do for <laughs> the supination watching, and see how things go, because the foot is already ponytail, right? After it is supinated, it will gain instant access to all these body parts. And then how the effect can be maintained. It can be through exercise. It can be through uh, other kinds of work. Well, we are sure, I'm quite sure of that. Uh, as long as the bones and the muscle move in opposition. Yeah. And then we are able to show them instant effect of getting better, no matter in range, no matter in muscle strength, so that they can have a sense that they can be better, better, and better. And then after all this workshop, we would like to educate more and more people that they can take good care of their body. 
and not just relying on therapists, not just relying on medical professional. Uh, people tend to get to to rely on someone when they have a problem, right? But they actually don't know that they are the one who 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 is likely to solve the problem by themselves if they are able to explore more. They can have the map to explore. Yeah, so that is how I do things. <laughs> I find it's also a level of self-trust. Like as I start to work as I continue to work with clients and giving them these experiences of, of opposition, right? Getting them to load and unload or propel and absorb and so on. They, they will often share these other types of movements, very similar to what it was we were trying to investigate or have them experience. And it, it always seems that they will gravitate subconsciously, unconsciously to certain movements that, well, they feel good, but they just feel like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like I need to do this. And of course, it's, it's almost like they're not trusting that that's good for them. So I always have to encourage them to say that you, your instincts don't have the capacity for lying. So if, if it feels like you want to go there, be willing to trust your own body and explore that. Do you, do you find the same thing? Um, um, actually, it is actually, um, uh, this is the difficulty when I first incorporate AIM in my practice, I must say, because AIM requires the person to feel all this. But sometimes people know they need to feel these, these uh, things. They need to, but they can't, but they just yes. couldn't. Um, if they can't feel, if they can't feel anything, they won't give trust on you. Because they think that we are the therapists, we are the coaches, you are responsible to seeing all these things. But if they are unable to feel that, it will often result into distrust. Ah. And, and, then, and then some people, because they will, they will get better, they will get better. They will likely to do another appointment solely for themselves because they are not sure. They are not sure, right? But they, they do feel better. So it must be something that Jack did. It should be something that Rocky did. So I feel better. So I just better... Uh, report for myself. I realized that. <coughs> and then I just realized that people come to see me and they didn't refer me to a lot of other uh, friends of them. They just, they didn't re 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 refer a lot of uh, family member uh, to me. They didn't. They just come to see me by themselves. So I realized that it should be a trust problem. It must be a trust problem. The problem lies in my communication and lies in my presentation skills. So I started to dig into my toolbox to see what is missing. <laughs> exactly. This is the reason, this is the question that comes again. What is missing? Why they lack in confidence in trusting us? if they can't feel the movement. And then back to basic, 
it is functional movement. It is range of motion. It is muscle strength. These three parameters. So I started to incorporate all these three parameters in my assessment. I already did, but I didn't stress it enough so that my client can memorize. Mm -hmm. So I just focus on one range, on one muscle strength, on one functional movement as a baseline to progress. So think about squatting, think about split squat, think about lunges. They all have different range of motion. They, doesn't, they all incorporate different torsion in the pelvic. And then because we know all of this, so we divide all these functional movement in different spectrum as a progress so people started to see things they don't just they, they might can't feel it but they see things i am able to squat deeper i am able to move at a better range so all these objective finding they get it really really solid from my section they can pitch this to their friend and their friend, and if their friend have a knee problem that is unable to squat down, they will think of me. I will tell them, if your range doesn't exceed 90 degree, that is, you see my face on your knee. <laughs> so that they will be able to relate your face with their knee, with their range, every time they do the movement, right? I, so when you are able to move your knee past your toe, Jack will disappear. Isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> when you are unable to do so, you feel stress on your back. So you see me on your knee looking directly in your face. So consider one, you do your movement correctly. Two, you send me a message and make an appointment. You make your choice. You are the one who is responsible for that. So I keep on saying all these things. And one day, very interesting things uh, comes in. I was, I, I am a clinical educator in Hong Kong. So sometimes physiotherapist students will come into my place for placement. So I tell them building trust is very important. And then you need your client to remember you. And then I just lead them to one client I was uh, uh, treating. And then my client, the first thing he, she, she, she said is, Jack, I met you in my dream. <laughs> you tell me that things doesn't go well. Your, it doesn't follow the equation because I, I won't tell them that it is opposition, right? They don't understand this word. I just tell them it doesn't come to, I, I, the calculation doesn't, isn't, isn't right. The calculation isn't right. And then they will, they will panic if I say something like this. Something isn't, isn't doing well. The calculation is not correct. And then they will panic. And then, they tell, and then that client tell me that, you tell me that you, you, you already sought out everything that I need to do surgery. And then I freak out. And then my student and me just laugh. Because I just st stress all these things enough 
so that I can make a good impression in their brain. Then they will remember they are responsible for their body. The range, the movement, the functional exercises is important. When you are unable to do all of this, you need to remember me. You need to remember your homework. You, you need to dim down your work or whatever to take care of it or else I, you come to me again. I love, it. I love it. That is so great. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to try that approach with a few people and I don't know if they're going to like thinking of me that often, but what the heck, I'll give it a try. <laughs> we're, we're kind of, we're coming to the end of this. I can't believe an hour has flown by the way it is. However, I, I want to share, I went to the University of Massachusetts uh, many, many years ago. There were these high-rise dormitory buildings in, in one area of campus called Southwest. And it was known that Southwest was so densely populated with students because the, the rooms were so small and the buildings mm. so big that it was per square foot it was in the top 10 places in the world that were mostly, uh, that were the most densely populated, but number one was Hong Kong. Now, uh, saying that, I would love to have you give us just a, a brief tour of your studio because uh, you are sitting on a high rise right now in your clinic. And I would love for the viewing audience at least, and perhaps the listening audience can, can be narrated, but I would love for you to give us a quick tour if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so this is my place. All right, a couple of treatment tables, a lot of windows yeah. looking out, hardwood floors, yeah. a couple exercise equipment, a little chin up and dip stand there. All right. Yep. So actually, the most important thing is we have our private toilet. <laughs> right. That's exclusive. Yeah, that's very nice. Okay. Yeah. So here is our waiting zone. So for our client waiting for their assessment section, they can have a quite spectacular view because we are on the highest floor of 21st. And then actually our, our clinic has been divided into uh, two, two uh, uh, sections. So here is another one. So we have four planes here. And then you can see that uh, because our focus is movement therapy. So we have plenty of room for our client to, to do exercise. And then you can see that it is a semi-opened area. Yes. So that they can they can actually see the other doing exercise. So so that they can be motivated. Everything, nice. everything they do, they will feel better. And then actually it will give faith to another, to our new client that they will feel better if they follow the same route. They That's are responsible fabulous. for their own recovery. And for those <laughs> who are just listening, not watching the video, it is surrounded wall to wall with glass windows looking out on the greater Hong Kong, high rises everywhere. What a, what a fantastic view, especially to just be waiting and sitting there for your assessment and to look out on the city. That is gorgeous. So Jack, this, is, this has been fantastic. I can't, I can't say it enough. I probably use the word fantastic more than I should, but I can't think of anything better to describe our interaction right now and, and learning more about what you've been doing in Hong Kong, how you infuse anatomy in motion. And for those that are planning on traveling there, perhaps they have friends, relatives, 
whomever that live in Hong Kong, how can we learn more about you or go to your clinic? Mm, um, you can search me on Facebook. We are, uh, I'm having a webpage called Striking Balance. And obviously that you can see, it is based on the philosophy of AIM. And you can see that on my uniform. It is already a foot there. <laughs> yes, I like that. Oh, fabulous. So we'll just, uh, Jack Lee or uh, Lee Kai Chung, correct, that you'll find on Facebook. But don't worry about that. For those listening or watching, just go down to the description, description below. You'll see all the information for contact as well as timestamps and, and a whole bunch of other stuff that you can get a little bit more insight. But Jack, this has been great. I really want to thank you for taking a little time out of your day before it begins, because I know Hong Kong time, you're already a day ahead of me, which in more ways than one, you're so ahead of me. So I just, uh, I'm very humbled by you having some time to, to share with me. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you'd like to find out more information about the Flow Motion Model, Anatomy and Motion Courses, or Gary Ward himself, pick up a copy of his book, What the Foot, at findingcenter.co.uk. And while you're at it, pick up a copy of my book, Return to Center, where I take the flow motion model and apply it to strength, training, and conditioning. You can get a copy of that at rockysnyder.com. Thanks for listening.